Post-apocalypse is something you can do a lot with in film. It can be comedic, horrifying, or dramatic. Today's subject also deals with life after the end of the world in its own way. A French film that shows its home country during a time that's far from the beautiful and culturally rich country it once was, and a place where resources are scarce. A film that's basted in dark humor, bursting with unique character, and filled with light-hearted comedy that follows the inhabitants of a small apartment building trying to survive their landlord and the world around them. So if you're like me, and you enjoy film and the impact and emotions they convey, then grab a glass of your preferred liquid and join me for the next little while. For me, that's a bottle of Black Forest from our friends at the Saranac Brewery close to my hometown in upstate New York. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about the love of film. Welcome to Glazed Cinema. moment of our subject today sets the mood and the world we are stepping into for the next hour and a half. We see a building seemingly split and hollowed out, a shell of its former self, shrouded in a yellow-orange fog. It's raining hard outside as the camera pans to reveal a perfectly intact and brightly lit brick building on an industrial-looking street. On the door is the word delicatessen, as the sound of a knife being sharpened greets our ears. We have arrived at the setting of our film as a garbage truck pulls up front. We move into the building and see a man wearing an apron sharpening a large shiny meat cleaver. The delicatessen and attached apartment building are run by the resident butcher named Clapet. He is a brash and rough character who gruels with a sharp cleaver while supplying the tenants with fresh meat. Meat from unlucky inhabitants. Delicatessen is a darkly comedic film and the initial release of a unique voice in modern French cinema. Delicatessen is a film that finds us in France where the main currency are seeds and raw beans. We never learn why the world is in its current state, but we do know that cannibalism is practiced, including within the building. We also learn, through a conversation involving Clapet, that the rest of the world is much more savage than the delicatessen, stating, you wouldn't survive out there, at least we draw straws. The butcher is in charge of drawing in new tenants and supplying food for the rest of the dwellers. 
One day, we see a man pushing a cart to the deli's front door. His name is Louison, played by Dominique Pinot, and he has arrived thanks to a newspaper ad for a position as a maintenance worker with free room and board. The room has recently become vacant within Clapet's building, and our hero hopes to get a free room in exchange for work. To measure his worth, Louison is asked a series of questions, but none of them seem to be about skills. Among the interview questions are, how much do you weigh, along with comments about a lack of meat on his bones. Despite the initial doubt, Clapet offers the job to the visitor and leads him up to his room, where we meet a number of tenants on the way, who include an interesting group of characters. Between the humor, atmosphere, and unique characters in Delicatessen, it's a lighthearted and multifaceted affair, in which, if you're familiar with the film's director, you'll know that's nothing new. Directed by Jean-Pierre Genet, the film has a lot of his trademark qualities that you'll see in his other films, which also include his use of color. The whole aesthetic of Delicatessen is really interesting. The colors are fantastic and washed over with a warm type of filter. They almost have a vintage type of tone to them that makes the film just a little warmer than it might feel otherwise. If you don't recognize Genet by name, you may recognize some of his other works, including The Young and Prodigious T.S. Pivet, Micmacs, and The City of Lost Children. Arguably, his most famous film, and certainly his most commercially successful, is Amélie, a film about an innocent young woman who goes out of her way to help those around her. Genet has a style that I really love, and one of his muses is the lead of Delicatessen, Pinot. There are those performers where when you hear a director's name, you picture an actor or actress immediately. I'm sure you are in the same boat with directors whose films you enjoy, whether that's Toshiro Maifun in Kurosawa, John Wayne with Ford, Maddie Polenpa with Cory Smaki, or Robert De Niro and Scorsese. Pinot is like that for me with Genet. I always associate them together because they always seem to team up in some way. Whether Pinot is a lead, supporting, or just a small role, he seems to always make an appearance. I always love seeing Dominique appear on screen. I love the energy he brings to the characters he plays, and I also enjoy his performances. It's like seeing an old friend appear. It's always good to see him. I think he's fantastic in every role he has in Genet's films, and his role as Louison in Delicatessen is no different. He's on a short list of actors who I'd like to meet and have a chat and beverage with. Anyway, I just wanted to share my thoughts and share some praise for a second. Now, back to Delicatessen. As stated earlier, this film takes place almost entirely in and around the apartment building above the Delicatessen. We meet all of the tenants, all of whom are, let's say, interesting 
in their own way. There are two brothers who make cow sound cylinders. And if you're not familiar with those, they have holes in the top, and when you flip them, they make a moo sound. A woman who hears voices through her pipes and tries to end her life in increasingly complex ways and always fails. Then there's a man who lives in a room made purposefully wet so he can house frogs and eat snails. And there's a few other colorful characters. As the new maintenance man, Louison is tasked with fixing up the place. Despite his friendly and good-hearted nature, we learn that one of his friends, Dr. Livingston, was previously killed, and he has been on his own ever since. He's a man that, despite his darkness, never lets on that there is anything wrong. On one occasion, he is repairing a light in the stairwell when he bumps into a lovely woman named Julie, played by Marie-Laure Dunac. She is the butcher's daughter, and also lives in the apartment building. Attracted to each other from the start, they form a friendship, and Julie invites him to have tea and biscuits at her place later that day. As Julie develops feelings for the new hired hand, her father gets resentful and somewhat jealous as Julie barely speaks to him anymore. Her interest in Louison has also put a wrench in her father's original intentions of killing him for meat. But soon, as his resentment grows, his care for Julie's feelings goes in the opposite direction as he resumes his original plan. Julie must protect Louison from her father while also not alarming him to the danger that he is in. Now, despite that description... I promise you that it is not as horrific in really any regard. In fact, it is more comedy than anything else, as long as you don't mind the darker side of humor. Now, I could name a lot of scenes that I love in this film, but we'll only talk about a few. There's two moments that somewhat relate to each other. There's one scene in the stairwell where Louison is fixing something and notices two children sitting on a step smoking a cigarette. He gets down from his stool and takes the cigarette, gesturing no-no to them while putting it out. Hoping to divert their attention, he takes out a bucket of soap water and some tools that he has kept from his clown performing days and starts making bubbles. Not just any bubbles, mind you. Huge, waving bubbles. The children watch infatuated as he waves his wand and makes bubbles appear. Another scene that shows his prior life involves the children again. They have stolen Mademoiselle Pluce's underwear and throw it outside where it hangs off a lampshade. Louison coolly says, This is a job for the Australian. He takes out a three-pronged tool and throws it as it cuts the undergarments and boomerangs back where he hands them to her. I enjoy seeing the bit of playfulness from the old world leaking through scenes like this, and it makes Louison a very well-rounded character. Music plays a role in today's subject 
from the highly creative and fun opening credits all the way through to the closing credits. Whether it's the man who blasts classical music while pretending to be a frog, or a portion of one of my favorite scenes. It's a sequence that sees Julie preparing for Louison's arrival to her apartment for their date. We join Julie in her apartment after she has set the table for two. Deciding that she looks better without glasses, she takes them off in the mirror without contacts, and we see her vision go from crisp to very blurry. She begins counting her steps from the door to the table, plans on how she'll have him sit and where he'll sit. She also plans on how to serve tea, where the cups will be placed, and the general approach with very blurry vision, until there's a knock on the door. The scene involves a lot of great moments that are funny and cute, but my favorite part is when Louison spots her cello in the corner of the room. Looking at Julie, he inquires, do you play the cello? Smiling, she answers, yes. Smiling back, Louison announces, I also play an instrument. I'll be right back. We next see Julie sitting down in a chair in plain position with her cello when Louison enters through the door. While closing the door behind him, he turns to reveal the instrument behind his back, a singing saw. Sitting down, Louison sounds a note to which Julie responds with the same note. This happens again, and Louison asks, Do you know that song? To which Julie replies, Yes. Louison smiles and said, It was his favorite, referencing to Dr. Livingston. They start from the top, and what unfurls from those first few notes is a wonderful melody that is uniquely delicatessen. I love the scenes for a variety of reasons. It has a lot of playfulness, and I love the smitten energy and jitters between the two characters, which are accompanied by funny antics. The appearance of the singing saw is also a delight for me. It's an instrument that doesn't get a lot of play, but is so powerful and unique. My only experience with one outside of Delicatessen was when one of my good friends, Jeremiah, and I saw Nutrimilk Hotel perform live in Buffalo together. They played in a church converted into a music venue, and one of the band members played a saw in a few songs. It was one of those life-changing shows, and hearing and seeing the singing saw played was a great experience. I had seen and heard it on Delicatessen previous to that concert, but connecting both together was amazing. Anyway, all that to say that the singing saw is super cool, and I absolutely adore this sequence in Delicatessen. Another favorite scene of mine in this film also involves music. It begins when Louison, toolbox in hand, knocks on a door which is answered by the voice of Clapet's girlfriend, Mademoiselle Plus, played by Karen Villard, who welcomes him in. We hear Hawaiian music and see a band playing on the black and white television. The song playing is Dreams of Old Hawaii by Lanny McIntyre and his Aloha Islanders, as we see Louison's legs protruding from underneath the bed. 
He is there to fix a squeaky spring and has laid down underneath the bed to inspect the springs of the mattress while Mademoiselle Plus folds clothes. He asks her to bounce on the bed while he investigates. As she sits, she bounces to make the spring announce itself. Not hearing anything, she tells him that there are usually two people on the bed when it happens. Crawling out, he smiles and sits next to her. As they sit next to each other, they begin to bounce in unison. The sound of the music grows with the messy apartment in the background, as we see them bouncing to the changing beat of the song, and it's nothing short of smile-inducing. Throughout the song, their bouncing changes pace, their bodies change angles, and the spring changes pitch, as they continually bounce to pinpoint the squeaky spring, going to the beat of the song. I always find my smile growing larger as as the scene unfurls, and I'm always giggling by the end of it. There is another scene regarding a similar situation that I find even more funny, but I'll leave that for you to discover on your own. I absolutely love Delicatessen, and feel that it's well worth the hour and a half that you'll invest tuning in to witness it. I always come away from it happy and content and in a positive mood. I can't help but love the experience that it provides and hope that you enjoy it too. If you'd like to watch Delicatessen for yourself, you can find it on a variety of streaming services. At the time of this recording, you can find Delicatessen on Prime Video. You can watch the film included with Prime, so no extra purchase is required if you are a Prime member. You can also find it on services like YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, and Vudu for $3.99 to rent. This episode was written and recorded by me, Brian Kinney, with music by Kevin McLeod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Each week, there will be new content, including hints about episodes before they air. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, please visit our website at glazedcinema.com. There, you'll find info about the show, including a place to submit ideas for future episodes. For film fans who are hearing impaired, you can find each episode in its written form on our blog page. As always, thanks for listening. And I hope to see you next time with another beverage and another fine film on Glazed Cinema. Thank you.